Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. And the Bible says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River. Notice this, the time has come for you to lead these people. The time has come for you. This is your time. Everyone say, this is my time. Uh, Look at someone around you, tell them, this is your time. Now look at someone else with more attitude and tell them, this is my time, for real. This, for real, this is my time, for real, for real. Uh, it's, it's, it's your time. The time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Same promise to Joshua as he promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. Verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. Notice this, same promise, same presence. Same promise, same presence. I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions the Lord gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction. Read your Bible. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything in it. Only then, and and here's, I believe, the verse uh, for our church that I'm really believing for and, and really a theme for our year. You will prosper. I thought I'd get more excitement than that. You will prosper and succeed in all you do. How about that for a good Bible promise? Come on. And that word prosper is in my heart and it's in my spirit and I'm believing for that for you and for me this year. You're going to prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to preach from the subject, new year, same God. New year, same God. New year, same God. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you'd speak now. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is powerful, it is supernatural, it is life. I thank you that, Lord, as I preach um, my thoughts and my notes, that Holy Spirit, you supersede that and you give every person in the room a tailor-made word just for them. Speak, Lord. We're listening. Give us the faith to hear it and give us the courage to obey it. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. And amen and amen and amen. Thank you. Um, Joshua was in a season of transition, and we are in a season of transition. We are leaving one year, and we are now entering into another year. This is a a big time in the year for people to begin to make resolutions, write down goals, pray about what they want to accomplish in the new year. This is an incredible time. Our faith is high. Our hope is high. And our belief in what God can do with our lives is very high in this moment. We are in a transition moment. And Joshua was in a transition season. They were leaving the wilderness and they were entering into the promised land. They were leaving one place and they were entering 
a new place. They were leaving one season and entering a new season, and they were changing leadership as well. So Joshua is now on the shores of the Jordan. He is staring out into the promised land, the land that God said would be flowing with milk and honey, a land of abundance, a land of provision, a land of blessing. By the way, God has a land of provision for us. God has a land of abundance for us. God has a place for us. The holy land we find out in Hebrews 4 is no longer just a geographical spot on a map in Israel, even though we believe that as well. But now there is a Sabbath, there is a rest for the people of God, and there is a destiny for us. What is our destiny? Our destiny is the journey of walking with God, and it is the destination that God has for us. God has a place for you. God has a plan for you. God is not just have you out here trying to figure this out on your own. God wants to do this thing with you, wants to do this thing in you, and wants to do this thing for you. Can somebody say amen to this? So God, God has a plan for you. God has a place for you. And now Joshua is staring at his place called the promised land, but he's also looking back, waiting on his leader, waiting on his mentor, waiting on his prophet, waiting on his military leader, waiting on the man that he has now served for over 40 years. He's waiting on Moses. Because in Deuteronomy 34, the Bible tells us, the, the last chapter of Deuteronomy, that Moses went up to the mountain to pray, but on this day, Moses would die. But Joshua didn't know that. Israel didn't know that. Moses went up to the mountain to pray like he prayed every day, to go meet with God like he met with God every day. And so Joshua is waiting on the return of Moses. But the Bible said Moses on that day went up, he died, and God himself buried him. And so Joshua has one eye on the promise, but he has another eye on his past. <laughs> Joshua is trying to drive his vehicle looking through the rearview mirror. Come on, somebody. He's, he's, he's got one eye on what God has for him, but, but he's also got one eye on what has been. He's got, he's got one foot touching the Jordan about to enter into everything God has for him, but he has another foot in the wilderness waiting on Moses. And Joshua is in this season where he's wondering, where is Moses? He, he's looking towards his future, but he also is looking behind his shoulder waiting on his leader. And now God speaks to Joshua. Joshua in verse 2, and he says, Joshua, let me tell you something about Moses. Moses, my servant, is, and Joshua's going, is running late? <laughs> is on his way? <laughs> Will be down tomorrow? Uh, got caught up in the spirit on his way down? Had to go get a new Ten Commandments? I mean, like, what's going on? And, and, and God says, no, 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 Joshua, Moses, he's dead. Your leader, your spiritual father. The person that I have used directly to bless you, there's a change happening. The way I've always related to you is changing because God always spoke to Joshua through Moses. The way that our relationship has worked is shifting. The way that you have led is shifting. Everything about your life is moving in a new direction. Moses is dead. Now listen, you need to know this about transition. Every season of transition does not promise forward momentum. 
Every season of transition, you're either going to move forward or backwards, but it's not promised that you're going to move forward. And every season of transition, you're either going to go more and deeper into what God has for you, or you're going to go back to the wilderness, wandering around the wilderness, circling a mountain that God told you to possess, and you're never going to be able to do it. Every season of transition doesn't necessarily promise forward momentum, and God is saying, Joshua, one season is ending, a new season is beginning, but you're going to have to embrace the fact that something is happening. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. Because a great door for effective work has opened. Now, now notice this. God says, I've got a great door opening for you. We're talking about transition. But there are many who oppose me. Opposition. Listen, open door, Opposition. <laughs> Open door, that's where a lot of you feel right now. Open door, opposition. See, the open door is in the spirit. You feel it right here. God's doing something. God's talking. God's leading. God's speaking. I feel, I feel a breakthrough is on the way. I know breakthrough is coming. Uh, by faith, I see a miracle. There, there's something right here that, that's saying I feel an open door. But then you see with your natural eyes all of the opposition. And see, a lot of y'all see opposition and you go, well, I guess God's mad or I guess God's left me or I guess I did something wrong or I guess I sinned. No, no, no. Opposition is proof. Opposition is proof that what you're feeling in your spirit is from God. Because when a great open door opens for you, many will oppose it. But it's actually the warfare that proves that a great open door is before you. But just because the door is open, you're either going to listen to the Holy Spirit and walk through it. Or you're going to respond to the opposition and go back. You're going to have to make a decision. I'm in a season of transition, but I refuse to wander in the wilderness another day in the name of Jesus. I'm crossing this Jordan River and I'm going to go into everything God has for me. Can you say amen, everybody? And God says, Joshua, Moses is dead. Moses was a good thing. He wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't an evil thing. Listen, Moses was a God thing. Jabin, what does it mean when God says Moses is dead? God is saying the good thing from your past that I used to bless you is no longer invited into your future. This is so heavy right now. I can't even handle this right now. This is crazy. I'd drop it if I had a mic, but I don't. It, it, it was a blessing. It was assigned to you. You were assigned to it. But there's a change. And you're going to have to choose to be more loyal to your future than to what God did. The Bible said in, in the book of Kings that there was a famine in the land and the children of Israel were buying dove's dung to eat. And the dove represents the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Dove's dung where the Holy Spirit was. <laughs> and now they're paying for where God was, but the dove ain't there anymore. <laughs> and some of you are more loyal to what was because you know it yeah. 
than to where the Holy Spirit's taking you because where he's taking you, comfort is not available. It's gonna take fearless faith. Stop eating doves dung where God was moving. Some of y'all so committed to the good old days. Friend, you better recognize when something has died. Have y'all, have y'all ever gone into your refrigerator and, and, and you go to get the milk? <sighs> I, well, first of all, have you ever, if y'all have just have gone in the refrigerator and you open it and you smell it and you shut it, and then you put a broom through it, amen, to ju- and you bind it in the name of Jesus, and you go, I don't know what's in there, but I ain't going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You call a friend over, hey, come check out my fridge for me. <laughs> Have you ever got the milk out and you go to pour it and you either smell it or, yeah. or, or you know, it was milk, but now it's yogurt. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a piece of celery from 2003 in your fridge? And, yeah, yeah. And, and listen, it was good. It was for your benefit. It was a blessing. It was a gift from God. At one point, it would have nourished you. But you better recognize when that thing turns. Because the good thing will become poison if you're more loyal to it than to your future. (laughs) You better recognize when something's died. When a relationship has ended. When a season is over. When a way of doing something is no longer, but it used to work, but it doesn't work anymore. But it always worked, but it don't work no more. When an excuse that you've relied on for so long no longer gets you the empathy it used to get you, maybe Moses is dead and maybe God is saying, you don't get to rely on that thing anymore, Joshua, because now you're going to have to rely on me directly. Now listen, when it dies, you cry over it. When it dies, you feel the emotion of it. When you die, when it dies, if you need to, honor it. If it dies, if, if you need to, celebrate it, but don't live there forever. Hmm. You know, I have a, f- a friend who pastored a church here in this city for 15 years, and they just closed the doors to that church. And, you know, they're, they're human. They're grieving. They're grieving. You know, you, pass, you give your life to a city for 15 years. It just doesn't quite work out. And, and, you know, they're having to deal with this. Well, they come today and they hear this message. And, and the man looked at me today and he said, you know what, Jabin, Moses is dead, but I'm not. Can I, can I remind you, you are breathing. Can I remind you, you are hearing this word and maybe something in your life that used to be a blessing has died, but you have not died. You are a Joshua and I believe you're about to inherit the fullness of what God has for you. Can we give God some praise real quick? Come on, come on, take a praise break real quick and thank God for it in Jesus' name. And if I gotta cry over it, I'm gonna cry over it, but I'm gonna cry over it moving forward. I'm going to feel the emotion of it, but I'm going to feel the emotion of it as I'm walking towards my promise. Stop rehearsing the offense. Stop giving CPR to a relationship that has ended. (laughs) Stop making 2018 the focal point of every conversation. Some of y'all been in, in 2019 for six days already, and all you still talk about is 2018. It's over. Stop making your past the focus of your attention, good or bad, good or bad. 
oh man, it was so good, you know, before the stop it. Well, you know, back in the 90s, stop it. Oh man, it's been so tough. Stop it. See, because your heart can't be connected to the past and your feet walk in the promise. If my heart is still there, I'll never inherit what's in front of me. And eventually you have to go, I didn't think Moses would die, but he died. I didn't know it would happen, but it happened. And now I have a choice. Do I die in the wilderness waiting on something that's never going to come? Or do I turn my back and stare at my future? And begin to walk in everything that God has for me. And maybe my obedience to the new thing God's doing in me is actually going to honor the Moses. Because God said, as I was with Moses, I am with you. What I promised Moses, I'm promising you. In other words, Joshua, the number one way you can, you can honor what's been is by doing everything that I've put in your heart. Well, this is heavy, huh? Welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2019. New Year. New Year, same God. Number two, tag, you're it. <laughs> Elbow someone around you, tell them, tag, you're it. One more person, tell them, you're it, you're it, you're it, you're it. <laughs> Verse number two says, the time has come for you to lead these people. This is your time. It was Moses' time, but it ain't his time anymore. It's your time. God now speaks directly to Joshua, and he says, you're no longer going to hear my voice through the voice of your prophet. You're now going to hear my voice directly from me. It was Moses' time. Moses used to meet with God face to face like a man talks to his friend, but now God's going to speak to Joshua directly. It was Moses' time, but it's no longer his time. It's now Joshua's time, not because God was mad at Moses. We find Moses pops up in the New Testament. God loved Moses and, and God never rejected Moses, but Moses fulfilled his purpose. It was Moses' job to look at Pharaoh and say, let my people go that my people might worship God in the wilderness. It was Moses' responsibility to get the people of God out of Egypt and into the wilderness to worship. But it was not his assignment to get them into the promised land. And it is now your time to get out of that season of wandering. And it's now your time to cross over the Jordan into everything that God has. As for you, this is your time. Yeah, 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 it's your time. And listen to me, young people, the devil's telling you you're unqualified, you're too young, and you can't do it. Well, how do I know I'm young? You feel young. And listen to me, old people, well, how do you know I'm old? If you feel old, you're old, all right? If, if the devil's telling you, old person, that it's too far gone, you missed your moment, 
It's too late. Should have done it 10 years ago. Should have happened five years ago. Should have happened 15 years ago. It didn't. And so the devil's telling young people you're too young. And the devil's telling old people you're too old. But the devil is a liar. So is his mother-in-law. And in the name of Jesus, I want to tell you it's your time. Because while the devil's telling you you missed your time, God's saying this is the time. This is your moment. This is your season. Stop listening to the lie of the devil that's trying to talk you out of what God has for you. I'm looking for young people to rise up and I'm looking for old people to rise up and I'm looking for people to embrace the season they're in, embrace what God wants to do in your life right now. Stop talking yourself out of it and stop letting voices talk you out of it and instead embrace what God is saying. This is your moment, your season to cross over and inherit everything God has for you. Can I get some faith in the room? Come on, am I talking to anybody? It's your time. This is your time. Jabin, what is is it time for? It's time for Joshua chapter 3, verse 4. You have never been here before. Oh, man, anybody ready to go into some new territory? Anybody ready to go into some uncharted waters? I'm ready to see things I've never seen before. I'm ready to walk in things I've never walked in before. I'm ready to pray like I've never prayed before. I'm ready to give like I've never given before. I'm ready to receive like I've never received before. I'm ready to love like I've never loved before. I'm ready to forgive like I've never forgiven before. I'm ready to go into a place in the Holy Ghost that I've never been before. I'm, I'm going somewhere I've never been before. This is the promise of God to you. This is the promise of God. And by the way, when you read Joshua 3, not only are we going somewhere we've never been before, but he said you're gonna go by a way you've never gone. So it's not only a new destination, but it's a new route to get there. And some of you feel like you're wandering right now because it's like, man, this seems so new. It's new because you're going to a new place and you've never been down this road and you've never traveled down this river and you've never taken this trail before. But I promise you, you're right in the middle of the will of God. And you're, man, I feel Jesus right now. I'm trying to contain myself. <laughs> And you're about to see something you've never seen, but you're going to have to take a new road. See, if you want something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done. You know, 2019, new year, new me. Well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to change? What road are you going to get off on and what road are you going to get onto? What, what are you, how are you going to change? God said, Joshua, I'm about to take you somewhere you've never been before. You're about to see what you've never seen. You're about to enter into miracle ground. You're about to enter into victory ground. You're about to see things that Moses never saw. You're about to see things like the sun standing still. You're about to see things. You're about to see great victories. You're about to see walls fall down. You're about to see things that no other man has ever seen in their life. But are you willing to go on a road that you've never gone on? Please don't do the same things you did in 2018 and expect 2019 results. That's called insanity. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But friend, if you're willing to go down a new road this year, you will see new things this year, things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it ever entered into the heart of man except to those. I'm telling you, God has something for you, but it's a new road and it's a new place but it's marked by the same God. 
New Year same God because he said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. New year, yeah, new season, yeah. Some new possibilities, yeah, but same God. A man gave me a word a few weeks ago, and he said, um, his name is Pastor Bill Shear from Tulsa. We're going to have him come preach here soon, but Pastor Bill said, Jabin, what God has done in your life is what God will always do in your life. And how God has done it is how he'll always do it. And what he was saying was, I was telling him about the miracles of City Light Church. This is a a walking, talking miracle of of God's provision. And he said, this church will always be marked by that because it's what God God has always done is what he'll always do. And so this was a miracle building. But it's four services and we probably need to go to five. So we need God to do Again, what he's already done. We need another building. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I got a few that I'm looking at, but I'm believing that it's going to happen because as he, as he was with Moses, as, as he's been, he's going to continue to be. If you ever want to know what God is about to do, just look at what he's always done because you can just look at his resume of how he's always been faithful and you can know that he's going to continue to be faithful. In Jesus' name. Come on, anybody believing? Come on, can you believe? Don't let the devil disappoint you. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you this is going to be just another same old year. Come on, believe God for something new. But here's what it's, here's what it's really going to take. Point number three, it's going to take winning the private battle to watch the public promotion. So you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to win the private battle. What did he say? Verse 7, Joshua, you got to be strong. Be courageous. Be careful. I think it's about 17 times. I think I counted today. I might have missed one or two. But at least 17 times in Joshua chapter 1, God says things like, I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. Be careful to obey. On and on. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. On and on and on. Promise, promise, promise. Command, command, command. I command you, don't be discouraged, God said. I command you, be strong. I I command you to to not fear. I mean, over and over. Study the word of God. Speak the word of God. Uh, uh, Meditate on the word of God. He's just over and over and over. Command, command, command. And why does God keep telling Joshua this? Why does he keep having to repeat this over and over in, in just a few verses? In just a few verses, in just about, what, 18 verses of Joshua chapter one, God has to say this over. Almost every verse is, is a reminder from God saying, do not be afraid. Do not give in. Do not fear. You must be courageous. Why does God keep doing this? Why does God keep saying this? Let me tell you why. Because this was the battle that was going on in Joshua's heart. Hello? So God's going, man, you're about to possess. And internally, Joshua's going, oh my God. I think you were supposed to pick Caleb. Maybe Aaron. Maybe you need to go resurrect Moses. But Lord, not, and every, and, and God speaking to Joshua, and I think Joshua's probably like this, yeah. You know, like a good church person, amen, praise God, hallelujah. Miracle can happen now. And inside you're like, no, no. So God had to keep telling him, be strong, be courageous. Okay, praise God. Joshua, be strong, be courageous. Okay. <laughs> Do not be discouraged. Oh, okay. 
God's saying there's a battle in here, Joshua, and you're going to have to win here first. Because Joshua was about to fight many public battles. But before God called him onto the public battlefield, God called him to a private battlefield in his own soul. He was about to go fight enemies, but first he had to deal with the inner me. So on the screen, you have to win within. (laughs) You got to win here. And listen, you don't just have to win here in order to see a public victory. You know, that's kind of how I was raised. You know, you better, you better uh, do this and do that and do this or God won't anoint you or God won't use you. Well, I've, I've been in the body of Christ long enough to know there's a whole bunch of jacked up preachers who God has used greatly who are all screwed up. Amen. So, uh, so God is gracious. And by the way, God doesn't anoint me for me. He anoints me to help you. So he will anoint a broken vessel because he loves you so much. Okay, so... Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so let, me, let me tell you why I need to win this battle. And let me tell you why you got to win this battle. Not because you'll never see public victory, but because you'll never enjoy it. You'll get the house and still be screwed up. <laughs> Come on, Tom. You'll drive the car. You got the car. You got it. It's no longer, it's no longer a word. It's letters, B, M, W. You know what I'm saying? It's like you've left like, you, yeah, you've left the words. You're in the, and you're still not happy. And you go, if I could just make this amount, and then you make it, and you're still not. And if I could just get with them, and then you get with them, and you're still you. Well, if we could just have a baby, and then you have a baby, and you're still you. Why? Because you haven't won here. And God's saying, Joshua, you got to win here. You, there is a battle over your soul. And before you battle over Jericho or Ai or any of the other cities or before you tackle the Jebusites or the Hittites or the Perizzites or all the other ites that are there, before you deal with the ites, you got to deal with I. You got to go right here and you got to do something here because what will happen is you will have everything God promised you and you still will be unhappy because you didn't win within. God's saying you got to win here if I could have the keys come up. Here, here's, here's the journey and here's where happiness is. If you can close the gap, look, look, look. If you can close the gap between who you are privately and when I say privately, I don't just mean at home. I mean, I mean you and God privately. If you can close the gap between who you are privately and who you are publicly, if you can close that gap, the closer that gap gets, the happier you are. Now, now, there will always be a gap. <laughs> there will always be a gap. It's called grace. You're going you're gonna to need grace because you're never going to, it's never going to be perfect. Amen. Does anyone know that yet? Or y'all don't want to admit nothing? Okay. Y'all stuck up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, not me, Pastor. I'm the same guy everywhere I go. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because there's, there's, every person in this room has done something at least in the last week that you go, thank you, Jesus, that nobody saw that. But Jesus, amen. There's always going to be a gap, but you don't want it here. 
You want to get that thing close? Because the closer I can get privately and publicly, the happier I'm going to be. It's joy. It's called integrity. It's called going to bed at night without secrets. It's called going to bed at night and you're not worrying about what Psalm 112 says, a righteous man will not fear bad news. I'm not fearing scandal. I'm not fearing exposure because I haven't done anything to be exposed and I'm living close. And, and it's never going to perfectly touch because we are sinners and we are frail and we are human. But if we can get that thing closer than further and God says, Joshua, you're about to go do a lot publicly, but you got to win privately. You got to be strong. You got to be courageous and you got to be careful how you live. Yeah, because we still believe this. Like we still believe in holiness and integrity and honor and treating people right, and honoring God's word. So God says, be strong, be courageous, be careful in verse seven. So let me give you these really quickly. Be strong, be strong. Remove anything in 2019 that is taking away your strength. Take away, take, get anything out of your life in 2019, take away your, what would take away your strength? Well, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So what would steal your joy? Any, anything that would take away your strength, get rid of it. Um, have you noticed now that your phone tells you how much time you're spending on it a week? Well, if you have an iPhone, if you don't have an iPhone, we pray for you after service, you know, but you got an iPhone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you don't have an iPhone, we love you too. But when we text you and it's green, we kind of roll our eyes like, oh. <laughs> kind of says, all I need to know. <laughs> you know, no, I'm kidding. Kidding, 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 kidding. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I got to stop saying that. Someone's going to leave the church over that. Someone's going to be like, you know what? That was it. Samsung forever. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta stop right here. Weston, I always want to add you in group text, and I can't because I'm like, you can't even name it because it's gonna go green. We out. I don't add you. I'm believing this year. Somebody give this man an iPhone 10 right now. Sew it into the ministry. Amen. No. Okay. 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 Listen. Listen. And it tells you. And, and you go, oh my gosh, I'm on the phone that much. So I've been brutal this week. I've been staying off my phone like crazy. So I got down to like an hour and a half this week and I'm like pumped and I'm gonna get lower because I just refuse to live my whole life, you know, right here. Um, but like for me, I love Instagram. I actually love the gram. It doesn't take away any joy. I love it because I follow a couple hundred people. They're all very close friends and family. And so I, I you know, I watch their wins and I watch what's, and I love it. It's like a celebration. It's, it's like a you know, family photo, you know, book that I just get to, I love Instagram. I hate Facebook because it's 5,000 people. And I, I think I dislike most of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, who, how did I become friends with this dude? Yeah. I'm not going to say anything else about it, but you know what I mean? I'm like, how did this happen? And, and so I'm learning, I gotta, I gotta stay off Facebook. So I get on, do a post and I leave because it's just, it, 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 yeah, it takes away my, my strength. It takes away, I don't like it. 
Um, and so now listen, you don't have to go on Facebook and like post about how you're not going to be on Facebook. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Some of y'all, you can be smart and not be salty. I'm, I'm going to be on Facebook less because y'all drama. No, you're kind of drama because you just said it. But maybe be off a little bit. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who's taking your strength? Maybe there's some people that you need to just. Like when someone texts you, you don't have to respond. You know, you can just delete. Help me preach. You don't have to, you don't have to respond. You don't have to be petty. You can just go, oh, delete. Did you get my text? Yeah, I did. You didn't write me back. I don't have to. I'm an adult. I have a mortgage. I pay my own bills. I don't owe you a text back. That's, I can't, um, I, I can't, I, no, it's fine. It's good. Nothing personal. Love you. You know, you don't have to take every call. You can send people to voicemail. There's a little button there, red button. Well, I don't know what it is if you don't have an iPhone, but come on somebody. I got it. <laughs> voicemail. I send people to voicemail all the time and then text them. What's up? <laughs> You think I'm playing. <laughs> Remove anything that's taken away strength from your marriage, from your relationships, from your friendships, from your business. Number, number two, it says be courageous. What bold steps of faith do you need to take in 2019? Take some steps of faith. Leave your comfort zone. Take a step of faith. What, what bold steps of faith do you need to take this year? Take it. I'll give you a bold step of faith you can take. For real. You can come on Wednesday nights. No, for real. Change up your, your weekly routine and get here on Wednesday nights for one hour and seek God. Why do you got to go to church on Wednesday? Why you gotta, don't take all that. Where I'm going, it does. Well, you don't have to go. I know I don't have to go. I want to go. You're in church again? Yeah, yeah, Wednesday nights. We're praying, we're seeking God. We're giving God the first Wednesdays of the new year. And we're believing that it's going to set the course for the rest of the year. Well, you don't, you don't have to. I know I don't have to. You're going to fast? You're going to be fasting? Yeah, I'm going to fast. You don't have to do I know. Take a bold step of faith. Do something ridiculous. Watch God do the miraculous. Yeah. Number three, be careful. Live holy. Live right. Live with integrity. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you make a commitment, do it. Easy. Like old school stuff. You know, like stuff that guys used to do years ago. Like integrity. Like I made a commitment, I'm going to do it. <laughs> You're like, really? Yeah, yeah. It was like how people used to do things. Just like, be careful how you, how you live. Be careful what you look at, what you listen to, how you talk to people, how you treat people. Situations you put yourself in, be careful. Yeah. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about religion. I'm, I'm just talking about, I know where I'm going and I'm going to have to get there carefully. I'm not going to get there accidentally. 
Yeah? I'm not, I'm not going to get where God's calling me to go accidentally. I'm going to have to get there carefully. I'm going to have to get there on purpose. You know, um, um, if you walked around Vegas, if I just told you for the next year you're going to walk around barefoot, you're going to walk differently, especially in the summer. Come on. You're, you're going to figure out, how can I get from here to there, and where's the shade? And I'm going to try to find the shade, and I'm going to try to... You're going to walk a lot differently if you're barefoot. Just walk carefully. Have you gotten a little too casual? Maybe it's time to just level up. Your walk with God, your walk with, with your friends, your walk with your spouse. Walk carefully. God said, be careful, Joshua. When within... And those other battles are going to be easy. Because you want here first. And listen, when you win within, the victories don't go to your head. And the challenges don't go to your heart. Because I've already won. Am I helping anybody? Is this all right? Is this all right? I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Because I got to win here. I got to win here. You got to win here. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that it's a new year, it's a new season, but you're the same God. You are the God that does not change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as you were with Moses, you will be with us. What you've always done, you will continue to do. You are the Lord and you do not change. And I thank you that you are going to faithfully and powerfully walk us in across the Jordan on dry ground into the promise that you have for us. So Lord, give us the courage to obey. Give us an ear to listen. May we be strong, courageous, and careful. And though we grieve over Moses, we just refuse to sit at the base of that mountain forever. It's time to move and we're going to do it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.